Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 8 of the Project New Earth podcast. My guest today is my friend Alexandros Megas. He's an artist, a hypnotherapist and he's the other half of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Together we dive deep into the topic of programming and the subconscious mind. He's very knowledgeable on the subject so I'm sure you're gonna enjoy it. And if you do, you know what to do. And we're on! Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Project New Earth podcast. Today I have the other half of the Your Mind is Trying to Cure You podcast and uh, many, many other things behind that. Uh, his name is Alexandros Megas and I'm very excited for you to be here and to have uh, that, that conversation with you. Thank, thank you, brother. You as well. We were talking before about your podcast and your episodes that they always they always strike something something in at least in the people who like to analyze themselves and to and to actually think <laughs> for themselves you know for for a change right well <laughs> you know. As I always say, the people who don't like to think for themselves uh, will have to have somebody else to think for them. So you know, you know, as I as as I've said as part of my podcast, um, if you don't control yourself, someone else will. <laughs> your mind. Mm-hmm. If you don't control your mind, someone else will. So I'm the kind of person that doesn't prefer to let someone else think for me, you know, but, uh, sometimes this kind of behavior is, um, this kind of outlook, this kind of lifestyle, this kind of, uh, thinking philosophy is, uh, not the widely accepted kind, <laughs> uh, because, you know, it, it brings, it brings up a lot of, uh, a lot of thorns, you know, when you, uh, when you go into an old wound and, and you poke it, it hurts. It's not pleasurable, <laughs> but you know, as far as I'm concerned, what's the alternative? If you don't poke it, then you stay there with a wound that underneath it all keeps festering forever. And, uh, there will be a point that it will poison you. It will take you down. So I prefer to, you know, do my maintenance, if you will. It's like having a car, right? Having a car and never doing maintenance of the car. Mm-hmm. You know, ah, what, what's that? Oil change? Ah, fuck that. Just, uh, who needs that shit? That's bullshit. Uh, there will be a time where you'll be driving and the car will break down. And then you'll be forced to do the maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a, in a hurry. And many times people wait for exactly that moment. Of course. Sometimes even even a bit further. Before. Sometimes they don't even do it when when the car breaks down. They just abandon the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I'll leave, just get another car. <laughs> leave it here on the road. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's what happens with uh, most relationships, you know. People 
I mentioned the car and then, you know, a relationship came to mind because that's what a relationship is for, for a lot of people. You see, it's something that um, they cannot access, they cannot fix, they cannot process. And so they'd rather drop it and just go for another one. Of course, what they don't know is that uh, what created the problem in the first one will most likely be there and perhaps even amplified on the next one. So you can't run away from your shadow, man. Exactly. Uh, in your, do you think that uh, people are, let's use the, the so frequently used term, waking up more than before? Yeah, I do. I don't know if the numbers are critical, but definitely waking up. It's just, you know, it's it's when when there's a lot of discomfort, um, mm -hmm. it tends it tends to shake the illusion, you know, the mirage kind of image that uh, you maintained in your life, most of your life. Yeah. And when you realize that that this image is not uh, really your reality, uh, you have no choice but to start waking up. And then, you know, of course, the rabbit hole just begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. And, and it, but it, the, the, fun, the funny thing is that the, the more, the deeper you go into the rabbit hole, it, it gets uh, more interesting. More, well, you know, more interesting... Uh, it's it's a nice way of putting it, yeah, because it gets scarier for most people. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess yeah, maybe. But I like the interesting part. I th I think of it this way as well. But you know, most most people are only either uh, uh, equipped or are just interested in fixing the surface. Um, issues. They they don't care to. Oh, that's like a you know, that that kind of thing is like for another occasion, which never comes, of course. <laughs> it, you know, so so, so as uh, we say all the time in my podcast, we we live on autopilot. Most people do, and it, and it is most people. It is most people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I use that term a lot, but, um, but but it's true. I mean, I I I find myself use it many times as well, and I always and I always thought, uh, think of you when, when I do that because I always hear it on your podcast. But yeah, it's it's true because it's, if you look around, you know, in the, your whatever, however far you can see, it's it's like that. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And uh, the thing is, that, see, when I talk about these things, I, I catch myself on the fly. This is why I make these kind of comments. Mm -hmm. because, because this is when you manage to um, get ahead of your mind, 
by exercising this kind of um, uh, this kind of philosophy, this kind of frame of mind on a daily basis, uh, many times you get ahead of yourself. Like I, I say something and immediately I catch myself saying it and sometimes I clarify that because it can be misconstrued, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, I, I have actually used the term most people talking to a friend of mine and he, uh, you know, corrected me. Like, oh, you can't say that's a blanket statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. But I mean, yeah, you, you have to meet people where they are, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, fine. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't have to be most people, but a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. Certain percentage of people. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so ask me anything. What do you want to know? <laughs> huh? What do I want to know? <laughs> I guess I, I would if if I ask any of the questions, I might repeat any of the topics you you have talked about in in your podcast. That's fine. I don't mind repeating. But yeah, on on the on the topic that I I do feel the same that people are more and more people are suddenly be- begin to ask questions that they never did before and i feel positive about that in a way yeah for sure of course why wouldn't you tell me in your in when you work with people because for uh, the audience who do not know you uh you're a hypnotist you're a, an artist you're as we said, a podcast host <laughs> as well. And a musician. And a uh, filmmaker. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Why? Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what I want to ask you. It's why do you think people don't do what they know they should do? Even though they know it's it, it will be good for them, they still don't do it. Why, like, why? Yeah, give me an example. Give me an example. Well, let's say for creating habits, for instance, you know that doing certain things, you know that uh, knowing yourself, you would, you know that if you in- incorporate those things in your day, that will, let's say, let's use dramatically increase your chance of, of going forward and not sitting on on one place or even going backwards and you you do want to do all those things and you know that it's going to be good for you but you still don't do it why it is it is what's the reason for that in your because because you've already this isn't in my opinion it's actually a fact yeah yeah i mean Uh, um every time you you need to create a new habit you have to first de- uh, dedicate as much energy on creating the new habit as you have dedicated on the previous habit that you want to break mm-hmm. you see it's like for example, if you have spent 10 years of your life religiously eating junk food, mm-hmm. you can't 
in a week make this turn around and start eating healthy and liking it unless someone has a gun to your head you know what i mean yeah uh, uh, or unless i guess <laughs> someone tells you like a doctor or whatever tells you you're gonna yeah you're about half past dead you're just gonna <laughs> you're gonna die you have cancer whatever you know mm-hmm. what i mean but that even as i've said before many times that doesn't even stop people like people i've had family members that were diagnosed with lung cancer and they couldn't stop smoking because yeah, smoking was just more pleasurable than life i guess <laughs> yeah yeah well, it's because the subconscious mind, being a child, as I've mentioned many times, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't understand the concept of death, you see. It doesn't understand the concept of death. Death doesn't mean shit to a child. If you go talk to a child, they got death, death. No, the, unless the child has experienced firsthand the loss, you know, of someone loved, mm-hmm. the child doesn't understand that. The child is the definition of life, right? So that's what the subconscious mind is. It's like... In, in in our mind is our inner child. So the inner child is interested in having fun and getting a whole bunch of pleasure and will not embark on creating any uh, new habits, creating any new step in new avenues unless there's a big payout that is visible to the child. It has to be visible, like an example. You know, uh, in the uh, in, in the uh, case of the person who's like overweight, right? The person's overweight. Uh, all of a sudden, the person realizes how morbidly overweight they are. Of course, they don't care about their health. This isn't it's bullshit. Health doesn't matter. Yeah. But what matters is that I look like shit. And now my wife left me and I need to find a new mate. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do that? Right? And summer is coming up, and chicks need to dig me, right? So that becomes a priority. See how you're going to be um, uh, received in society on this level, because, of course, we do live in a society that values um, the outer the most. More than ever before, I think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But uh, the, something like that creates an imperative for the subconscious mind to start working on it. It's like, okay, we have no choice here. Because it's either admitting that, oh, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life, which is very hurtful to the child. It's a hurtful proposition. Or... I have to take some drastic measures. So the subconscious mind is being summoned here as a god or a goddess to provide the energy needed to get there. And in cases like that, it will do that because it feels like its very own existence is threatened. Its very own... um, um, pleasurable existence rather is threatened. So it will make an investment because that's that kind of investment. It's like I will invest in 
trimming down whatever it is that that entails uh, in exchange for the pleasure of having a mate or multiple mates and enjoy myself, you know, uh, on the <laughs> on the game of dating or, you know, the, the sexual pleasures of life or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Does this answer your question? Yeah, it does. And I know that uh, you've talked about it many times that um, to to actually follow the thing that you have to do and you want to do, you need to have a good a good enough reason for that. That's right. And how do you find a, a good enough reason? It's what I just mentioned. The good enough reason is uh, to be able to to find. Uh, mates playmates if you will you know these are uh people that you can play with you know because it's it's all play at the end of the day right because if you look at it from the perspective of the child so that's a reason i give another reason my i i, I am you know i go up a flight of stairs and i i have to catch my breath for three minutes and my kid my little child wants to play with me and I can't play with them. That's a reason. It's got to be a deep emotional reason. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, that's, it's a, you know, because anything else, anything superficial <clears throat> will not do. It's got to be an emotional reason because the way that I am right now is preventing me from that, 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 you know, whatever, whatever your your issue is you know so if if you're being prevented from being uh the person that you want to be the per that, the person that you want to be uh em emotionally then there's a problem and the problem has to be addressed and that kind of thing happens when uh, your subconscious mind which is really the true driver of your behavior engages that's how change happens mm -hmm. and your paint paintings and your art how how did you start doing that i don't think i know that yeah, well, you know, the, it's, it's funny you should ask that because uh, I was actually getting ready to put down that story because I am uh, creating uh, and enhancing a forum uh, both online and at a little gallery that I have uh, here nearby where I live uh, where I sell my prints. <clears throat> Prints off of my originals, that is. So, mm -hmm. uh, actually, my <laughs> amazingly enough, my artwork is what led me to my mind inquiries. It's what, it's what led me to becoming a hypnotherapist. It's what led me to becoming a, a, a shamanic practitioner, a magician, all this. Because I started, I was in a, at a very low point. I was very highly depressed. Highly, can you say highly depressed or the, I guess lowly depressed, whatever the case may be. Um, 
and uh, you know, I just didn't want to do anything. I was, I was in what anyone who's experienced depression knows what that feels like. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very debilitating thing to live with, and there's very little that you can do about it because it's all uh, you've all you've already, in essence. Um, locked your inner child into the cellar and lack of interaction with that inner child uh, will cause that, will do that to you. But then, mm-hmm. first of all, if you don't know anything about it, secondly, if you can't even get yourself to you know, as, as as they say, for example, say you if you don't have legs and you need to get up and go somewhere, uh, you you unless it's like your very life, your survival is is threatened, uh, it will you will deflect any idea of doing so. Mm-hmm. So. In other words, when you're there, when you're down there, you just prefer to stay down there. You keep you just find ways to because we can find ways to comfort ourselves like, mm-hmm. in any in any situation. And that's why people we know that people there's a lot of women that are being abused, right? Mm-hmm. Uh by their spouse or their whatever significant, I guess insignificant other. <laughs> uh <laughs> that they just stay in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do they stay? Because they've been programmed to believe that it takes a lot more out of them to step out than it takes for them to endure. So, mm-hmm. as far as they're concerned, it's easier to endure what's going on than change it. So, <clears throat> it needs... If we need to step out of something like that, we need to have, a, like I said before, a really, really good reason. Like, what's a good reason? You might say, if you're in a in an abusive relationship like that, and you have a kid, and that kid gets abused, that could be a reason that you snap out of it. But going back to whatever was happening to me, I was alone. I had come to the New U.S., New York specifically to study and uh, I was all alone. I was in a, I mean, you know, stepping from at the age of like 20 or so um, from the nest really to uh, the the wolf's or lion's mouth because that's what New York felt like mm-hmm. to me. Uh, it, was a, it was a massive departure right? and I didn't have any kind of way to uh, counteract that. It was it was like go 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 go. You know, I I didn't have a way to to deal emotionally deal with this as if it were uh, a healthy endeavor. So it was a constant chase. It's as if I was being chased by like wolves <laughs> on a daily basis, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are in a fight or flight situation for a while, you 
can easily step into one of those two modes. Either you become like manic and crazy uh, or you just let go and you become depressed. You just like, ah, fuck it. I, just, I, don't, I don't give a shit. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I found myself in this second category. And so I was dragging myself you know, from one room to the other, if you will, for for a while. And uh, it became apparent to me, because this is against my nature, that uh, this wasn't, there was something wrong here, it wasn't going well. Mm -hmm. And and as I figured this out, I started having visions. And in those visions, I would see, or see, I guess, in my mind's eye, um, angels or entities that were talking to me. They were telling me what to do. They were inviting me to make a shift. And... uh, in the beginning, it was uh, that was entertaining to me, but I was like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm just hallucinating. Uh, but I, I realized that the more I put that off, the more persistent those visions were. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like, you know, someone nagging you, like poking you, you know, like 24 hours a day. You know, someone was like, ah, fuck, okay, fine. Yeah, and if you have kids, which you don't, I guess, to your knowledge, um, you'll find that out soon. How that works. So I started engaging, I started responding, I started paying attention. And in those kind of thought bubbles or emotional bubbles, vision bubbles, one might say, I was getting instructed to start creating images that I was seeing in those visions. Uh, at the time, I was just, uh, I was a graphic designer. I was like a whatever, like fine art slash graphic designer major in school. And uh, I had being out, you know, out of school. I was working as a graphic designer, I guess. Uh, and I hadn't think of the possibility of turning design into fine art. So propelled by this kind of nagging visions, I started doing that. And... Uh, I, you know, I always said that, you know, when I create stuff, I almost black out. You know, people sometimes ask me, hey, you know, what, uh, you know, <laughs> what was your, like, how did you do that? And I, I don't, I don't know what to tell them because I am not there many times, you know, like I as the, the person you're talking to. <clears throat> so, uh the more I, I, I discovered that the more 
I was engaging in creating those pieces, the better I felt. I started feeling motivated again. I started feeling inspired, which inspired means that all of a sudden you're finding you're finding a light at the end of the tunnel. That's what inspiration is all about. I have one of my latest podcasts being labeled inspiration, by the way. So inspiration is something that all of us are in need of, not just the people who uh, creatively express themselves, you know, like uh, a painter or whatever, sculptor, an artist or a musician. <clears throat> It's uh, it's something that everyone needs because inspiration is that part that awakes that inner child into being interested and engaging. Because if you can't have the inner child interested in engaging, then you're shit out of luck. Nothing's going to happen. Right? You're going to stay in that festering space and you will keep on getting worse. That's, that's what most people don't realize, that when you stay, when you're in a place like that, you know, when you are depressed, when you are uh, bipolar, you know, whatever, um, you, you're not like, you know, some people, <laughs> some people, I had some friends that uh, I urged them to start working together to help them get out of, where they were, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, it's it's now it's, now it's not a good time, you know. It's, it's, I'll let you know." <laughs> to which I replied, "If now is not a good time, later will be a worse time." <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. what happens is that it's like having uh, a, a raging virus in you. <laughs> virus <laughs> yeah everyone's familiar with that uh, word it's like having the raging virus in, the, in you or a cancer let's just put it this way let's say having a cancer in you and just putting it off for like another day yeah I'll okay I'll deal with it I'll deal with it in a couple of months I'm too busy now clearly in a couple of months maybe too late to deal with it <laughs> So mm -hmm. this is like that because it's as if, you know, we're talking about negative programming here. We're talking about limiting beliefs, right? Because that's what this is about. So when those limiting beliefs are in there, when they happen, when they start manifesting, uh, they're not just, they don't stop there. It's like then you get a computer virus. Like, see, a lot of people are familiar with that. You get a computer virus, in the beginning, you see some glitches here and there, you know, day after day, shit's going nuts. Because yeah. that, that, the code that is the virus will keep on spreading. That's its job. Mm -hmm. Its job is to keep on spreading until it completely consumes you. That's the job of a virus, right? So there is no safe place to be and hibernate when you realize that this is what's going on. You have to take action immediately, yesterday. And of course, there are several ways to do that. <laughs> you know, but that's another story. Um, 
so there you go. It is something that needs to be addressed immediately. And most people are plagued with all kinds of limiting beliefs, all kinds of programming, so debilitating that they don't even know that it's negative programming. Do you, you realize how ironic that is? It's it's because mm-hmm. to so many people, this way of life has been their normal existence for too long. Yeah. So they don't even know something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Because they think that's what life is about, you know? It's like the Matrix. Like, oh, everyone who's plugged in in the movie doesn't know that yeah, everyone's busy going to work or do you know, whatever. Uh, they, don't, they don't pause to figure out, to realize, where am I right now? What's going on? No, because it's everyday life. Life, you know, it's business as usual in the woods, as they say. So... Uh, that's what's going on with most people. So why would you try to fix something that you don't even know is broken? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. But broken it is, believe me. Hmm. There is nobody on this planet, unless you're like some kind of levitating Tibetan monk, that is not being chased by debilitating limiting beliefs including myself of course for sure yeah that but that i i think that's the let's say the 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 cool part of of the even with in those podcasts that that you do and that i do and that many other people do that you get to see other points other points of view and to see that actually maybe there is there is another way that you can approach this and it's probably might be very different than the one that you're using right now yeah and you see that because separation is another thing that we're dealing with quite a lot recently div, div, as they say you know dividing and conquer exactly and yeah. when you when you think that that maybe something's wrong with me you know maybe i'm or to 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 quote uh, something from your podcast have been dealt a bad hand you know yeah and, and yeah that's, right. that's that's why that that was the reason i'm sure behind your podcast and the same is similar is the reason behind mine as as we spoke with uh, Vincent in the previous episode that the point is to actually maybe as they say plant a seed to use a you know such a phrase that yeah well you know the the seed it can be a solitary seed because no self-respecting farmer will just throw one seed into the ground because they know they're not stupid. They know yeah. that the chances of that seed catching, <laughs> they're asleep, asleep. Yeah, yeah. So, so you got to, that's why they have like entire uh, handfuls of seeds and they just throw them around like that. So you have to do the same thing when you're trying to, 
when you're fighting a war, you you are, equip yourself with as many weapons as possible. You just don't go like with a fucking toothpick, and a, <laughs> you know. So that's what this is about. Now, since you mentioned, because I remember the being dealt a bad hand, is another racket. It's another racket, right? It's 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 bullshit. It's a way for us to justify the position in which we find ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to, to use their, you know, so, so given free will and to choose if you would stay in that position or you will just make another choice this time. Right. And there is no, actually, I don't know if I've, if we've talked about free will, but that's it's a very juicy concept. Uh, I don't is, think there right? is, I don't think there is such a thing as free will. But uh, people think it is. So I can I can agree with that. Yeah, I yeah yeah I, I can agree with that. Now. And I see both perspectives, you know, to for the people who say, "Oh no, there is," you know, and to the other people who. Well, let's let's uh, argue the one perspective that is for the people that say that yes, there is free will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll let you argue that, and then, I mean, I'll let you defend that, and I'll argue it. So, tell me. <laughs> All right. Tell, tell me, uh, you know, in your perspective, in your opinion, one way that proves that there is free will. Just one is all we need. Well, I, will, I would first have to, to say that uh, I, I was, to, uh, uh, you know, on the other, other side of, you know, as a choice. Because I do believe that there, there, the possibility is quite big for the lack of free will in a way, because those those thoughts they 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 have to come from somewhere, right? And that somewhere is all around us. That's right. You're just defending that's, my, that, my, my position. That, <laughs> that's the thing that I'm I'm. <laughs> It was the, my choice as well, and that's why I I, I don't even know how, at, at least right now, it doesn't pop in my head. Uh, uh, an... Right, and the 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 very uh, simple answer to that is if we know that everything we do is influenced by something else, someone else, some kind of conditioning, some kind of programming, some kind of uh, uh, you know. Um, influence of some sort right if we know that and we do then where does free will come into play i don't understand there is no it, we we're never in a vacuum free will would work if you were born because that would be interesting to see like what would happen <laughs> to a child born putting in an incubator and sealed from any kind of interaction for a few years and see what would happen perhaps then would see what free and I would argue that not even then because 
the ideas and um, and influences are energy, and energy is everywhere. Like you can't seal anyone from energetic influence, right? As as they say, one of my mentors uh, said to me once. When you think, when you are, when you are thinking, you are actually listening. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. So I was, yeah, so I, I was talking about the art. So that kind of thing, getting better and better and better by creating the art, started to ignite in me the question mark of what's happening here. Why is this happening? Why am I being inspired? Which led me to start doing research on the mind. And I started, uh, of course, I came across um, the concept of uh, hypnosis, which of course I knew, but I knew on a very superficial level as most people do, based on the media, you know, like movies or whatever. Uh, so I needed to find out if I could um, get taught that, if I could get hypnotic education. Mm -hmm. And of, of course I did find that source, because, you know, I'm in New York after all, you can find anything. <laughs> uh, and I, I started delving deep and deep and deep and deeper and deeper, no pun intended, into that kind of thing. And then I realized that the art that I was creating was my subconscious communicating with the collective subconscious, if you will, and mm -hmm. being instructed me to open up the doors, like open up the heart, uh, because that's the moment where inspiration floods into who you are. And I realized then that the art that I was making was actually magic, was actually healing, was medicine. And uh, I mean, the rest of it is is history, as I say, because I, I started dedicating myself to creating as or even creating and uh, following as many of those visions as I could, uh, and uh, that led me into shamanic paths and magical paths and all this, because I realized what kind of link there is between all of those practices. Right, art in the ancient years, in the years of antiquity, art was sacred. Mm -hmm. Art was not like something you put in your fucking living room, you know, so that it, it matches your couch. Art was sacred, meaning it was used for religious purposes because it was known that art is magical and can help you change, can open you up to unbelievable realms, uh, priorly unimaginable. So 
uh, it was perhaps, I don't know, like 19th or 20th century, perhaps both, that started the decline of art as a, a means of decoration, you know, like embellishment. And of course, I have to examine that from the perspective of the artist and the perspective of one of the hypno-magician and say, if I wanted to strip people of a major power that they could have access to, such as the creation of art, for example, what would I do to stop them taking this shit seriously? I would just ridicule the, the topic itself and I would do it in a way where it would be inescapable. When anything is art, you can shit on a canvas and smear a lover and put it in a museum. Because believe me, it's happened. So the, the unconscious, the collective unconscious then, becomes re-instructed with bullshit. It becomes programmed, it becomes conditioned to believe that that thing that I priorly knew and believed as a magical property, as magical properties, is now bullshit. It's something that, yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever, you know? Yeah, I will just piss on a canvas and then throw some the paint on it and it's got like that and it's art. It's, you know what I mean? Because it, it, art has been, of course, in a very ridiculous and toxic way uh, likened to expression. Expression doesn't equal art, okay? Like fording in your shorts is expression. It's an expression of your bodily functions, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it art. Yeah. So, so then, in my view, I guess in my own informed view, uh, if I could influence the status quo to completely cut off people from their source of magic, their source of magnificence, that's what I would do. And I mean, also, <laughs> not coincidentally, uh, ancient practices as such, what is being called magic or witchcraft or sorcery in these days, that have been strictly forbidden by all religious organizations. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Because... You know, that those kind of practices that are, of course, equal to shamanic practices as well, uh, they are a means to heal yourself, communicate with your spirit, and raise yourself up, pick up yourself from being kneeling down and bowing for all your life to stand up and face your um, as one would say, your higher self. Mm -hmm. But a system of 
mental slavery and a system of mental collapse would not allow for that to happen because God forbid people pick themselves up and they started realizing that they're not really slaves and that they are actually magnificent human beings that are here for a reason because they have something to share. This is why they're here. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. So the nihilism also goes back into uh, this kind of, the same kind of uh, outlook. Because you see, the, the whole philosophers, philosophers came in and said, well, you know, there's no point. It's just bullshit. Everything is just a whatever. <laughs> We're a speck of dust moving in the universe, within the universe, within the universe, within the universe. So, so, yeah, it's fucking, it's pointless, man. <laughs> but, but there's another way of looking at this, you see. Uh, and that way is, I was born, I was, I came out of like somewhere. Where the hell is that? I don't know, but it was somewhere into this plane, into this plane, the 3D plane of existence. I came through something. And by through something, I don't mean your mom's vagina. I, you know, because that was just a door. <laughs> but there was another realm that you came through. You opened the door, came through. That's what happened. No one can deny that. So a shaman once told me, do you know, do you have any idea the amount of energy that is ta it takes for a human being to manifest into the flesh. It's like, this is the most magnificent fucking magic sorcery that anyone could perform. Mm -hmm. It's like you take the most like lowly human being, you know, like some kind of retarded homeless person. Uh, and they are amazing because the fact that they manifested like that out of seemingly nowhere, out of nothing, is an act of high magic. So you can't, as far as I'm concerned, you can't take that for granted, you know? You can't. It is, it would be sacrilege to do so. But be that as it may, that's what most people follow. That's the kind of thinking. That's the kind of, of course, they follow that because it's not their own. It's been implanted into them. Of course. And so I started dedicating my art and that's what made me start to sell prints, canvas prints because I realized that this is the kind of healing, this is the kind of magical uh, intervention that more people need. And who am I to keep that within the hands of myself and the ones who can commission and pay thousands of dollars only, right? So that's what this is about on an artistic level, what I'm about. Um, because you see, and now I'm actually unleashing this uh, other deeper aspect of it, which I call magical portraits, mm -hmm. because uh, uh, a magical portrait is about creating a portrait 
in my usual mystical style, I guess one might say, uh, that would have the likeness of the person who commissioned it. Which means what? The person who commissioned it will look at this and be like, whoa, this is me? I am magnificent. You see, it's like looking into a magical mirror. That's why I call it a magical portrait. Because then what happens? Everyday interaction with that portrait is instructing your subconscious, shut the fuck up and get on a new path. The right path, the path of awakening, which is the path of realizing what an incredible soul you really are and that it's time you started acting as one. Well. Make sense? Absolutely. So there you go. And there you have it, my friend. And to actually people realized that uh, it's really a, a matter of a, of a choice. Like, it, and, and even though it might sound simple, it, it is simple, but it's not easy most of the time. Cause yep. it, and, and you realize it was simple when you actually do make the step or do the thing that you, you knew you should, should do. And then when you look back and say, huh, it wasn't that hard, was it? And, and, and as you said on, on your podcast, that the next step, you would have double the motivation, which was absolutely, it's true. Cause you're feeding, you're feeding the, the subconscious mind in a way. That's right. That's exactly right. And the more you feed it, the more it grows. You know, like a child, it grows into, uh, it gets a different diet. You see, it gets a different diet than what it's used to. So it starts adjusting to a new reality, mm -hmm. which is exactly what we need, though, isn't it? Absolutely. But by the way, how much time do you, ha do you have? Because. Uh... How much time do we need? I can go for a few minutes. All right. No, just just so I can, you know, just accord. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you have anything else planned or or something. Just so I know what there's kind always, of. There's <laughs> always something happening, but yeah. Uh, but so. yeah, I mean, let's do it, man. How many? How much time do you need? Just uh, let's do another twenty minutes or whatever, you know, whatever All you right. need. Okay. What about the? I'll start from there. That um, many times now, when I when I look around and listening to you and reading and you know gathering as information as many you know places as possible and i more and more understand how all you well you've been talking about since the episode one of your of your podcast that um, programming is absolutely everywhere around us and before you know i i I was I was seeing some of them, but not all of them. I guess not not that I it's, I'm seeing them all of them now probably. But the more I I understand the the topic, I literally see it's everywhere around us, absolutely everywhere. Like literally, like in in the more I see, it's like. Well, no wonder that that people are so entranced. It's if if you're if you don't choose to actually get your 
your head out of the sand and look around and see that, that you know, it's everywhere. And it's so, no surprise that I understand why people might fall into that, you know, trap, let's say. Not might, they are falling into that trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a daily basis. And uh, uh, if you look at it as uh, taking their heads out of the sand is one way to look at it. Uh, that's actually a lot easier, I think, than taking your head out of your ass. Because, you know, when your head's up your ass, you are... Uh, inclined to believe you're actually practicing yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But it's 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 fascinating how how everywhere like when whatever you if it's with the colors, with the shapes, with the with the the music, with the everything. Everything Absolutely. everywhere in your in the supermarkets in the malls in the everywhere on 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 the billboards or anywhere you can you can put some image or or some video or some even colors yeah. or shapes and the 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 other f very interesting topic of symbols which mm -hmm. i i i really find interesting i I don't know enough that I, I mean, I don't know as much as I want to know, but uh, that, that what I know is, is really interesting and makes me want to learn more and more on that topic. Good. That's good. I mean, symbols are the language of the subconscious mind mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if, you, if you're going to, which is exactly uh, the same thing as I was talking about with art. Because art is, it belongs in the, in the family of symbols. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's any image is pictographic. It's symbolic. Yeah. So that's what the, the child talks, speaks. Mm -hmm. Doesn't speak English, you see, or any other language. It speaks emotion, and, art evokes invokes emotion the same way as music does that's right that's why art and music are one and the same thing mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like yeah. musicians call themselves artists <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they say that uh i would i would put that for the art as well that they say that um, dancing is is what music looks like and I, I think that can apply to art as well. Mm -hmm. Of course. And also, I mean, yeah. Look, it depends on, of course. By saying by saying that, let's just make sure we we mention that doesn't mean that uh, all art is healing. I mean, we talked about that, right? The, yeah. the art has been degraded to the point of absolute disgustingness and mm -hmm. that that equally has its own reflection on uh, the way that the subconscious mind will respond right so it doesn't mean just because it's we call it art that it's beneficial of course 
So that's an important distinction. But it does mean that it could destroy you a lot faster than language. See, it could yeah. uplift you, but it could also destroy you. Yep. So you got to be very discerning in the way that you expose yourself to, to that kind of stuff, you know. And the way you do that is by paying attention to how you feel when you're exposed to it. Right? If you listen to music, if you're looking at something, watching, uh, I don't know, like a, a movie, a video, uh, a poster, a fine art piece, and it makes you pissed off, <laughs> then there's something wrong with that kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's not uh, an influence that can help you. Mm-hmm. If it makes you inspired to become better, to become more, then that's a good sign. And we know that we're sur- surrounded by by symbols and by the colors that uh, go with those symbols. And as the same the same way as music is affecting our our minds, the same way as the same way colors affect our minds because they are in a way they're vibration of course same as music same as everything else basically <laughs> yeah yeah because emotional manipulation is the name of the game at the end of the day right mm. this is why you see like you go on social media you see people being so emotionally engaged you know like usually angry or uh disappointed or you know whatever it's very rare that you you get an uplifting sort of message by scrolling on your whatever device uh it's always something that's like oh how dare they god damn it this is bullshit (laughs) you know what i mean so and, and people engage we all fall into that, you know, for, from time to time. We all mm-hmm. fall into that trap. I mean, I've fallen into that trap too. Knowing. I mean, I know it so well. And it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm still falling into it. You know what I mean? That's yeah, how yeah, powerful yeah. it is. Exactly, yeah. You, and you're you're writing in the same time you're you're thinking to yourself, I know where, where how, how that's going to end. Why am, I, <laughs> why am I even doing that? But you're not stopping. You keep writing in. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a release. Because you have been engaged in some sort of sorcery. Exactly. It's a frequency, a frequency manipulation. Someone is fucking with you. You know what I mean? So uh, you have to either break that spell right there, mm-hmm. or if you allow it to continue, it will take you down that path. There's no other. You know what I mean? It's like when you play Russian roulette. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. You could say, "Oh, what the fuck am I doing right now?" And just put the gun down, get the fuck out. Or you're like, okay, maybe that bullet is not gonna be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what most people do. Most people keep playing the game because they, they think they have to, because they think that makes a difference. No. Playing the game doesn't make a difference. It makes it more of the same. What makes a difference is you choosing another route. That's why. It's always important to remember that when you're being hated by someone, right? If you if you got haters, you don't try to you know someone says oh you know Basil's an asshole, uh, you you don't 
you know, go engage with him. Be like, no, man, I'm not an asshole. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because engaging will get you to fall into the same kind of loop. Yeah. Instead of engaging, you do, you start or you keep doing what you do on your own path. Mm-hmm. By virtue of not being stopped, by virtue of growing, despite the challenges, is the way for you to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Anything else is just falling into the loop. You know what I mean? It's like it's like when you're tripping on whatever extremes or LSD, whatever. <laughs> you know what happened because it's actually being in a situation like that I mean it doesn't happen to me anymore because I've trained myself through ayahuasca for many years and all this so I don't get distracted but if you give someone mushrooms out of nowhere you'll see that they're like constantly like that you know, and you just show them something, and then they'd be like, "Oh shit!" You know, something's amazing. And, and then <laughs> in, in, in the, the next second, you show them something else, and they'd be like, they'd be like "Oh, the, the narrative will have changed entirely." And you see, everything is an instructor. Everything instructs. As far as I'm concerned, that's why I learned from all this stuff, all of it. And this is a very a great way to, to to get an illustration of how you live your life because most people do that that's how they behave you know as if they are tripping on a daily basis day in and day out they're tripping because someone can always distract the shit out of them you see like you're doing your thing you're like oh i'm dedicated someone sends you a text dude what the fuck where are you we're, we're waiting for you with beers and you put that other thing that you were working on aside to respond. Come on, man. I'm, I'm just, no, don't be a fucking asshole. Come on. Yeah, you can do that thing later. Right? And that's one of the good ones, you know. The, the, the more That's one of the more uh, uh, innocent ones, if you will. There are so many ways to get distracted and completely go down very dark paths. And most people fall into those ways on a daily basis, day in and day out, even when they're sleeping. 100%. I'm, I totally agree on that. Now, that may sound a little bleak, you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes I talk like that with people, and people are like, dude, what the, like, what would I, I don't want a life like that. Fuck it. Just, what, I don't want to, have to deal with this darkness. This is darkness, right? They see it like if it's that bad, why do I want to look at it? <laughs> it's big. okay. I'm like, oh, cool. That's that's fine. So what you're saying is, if you find yourself awake in a Turkish prison, being butt raped 24 hours a day, why would you want to look at that? <laughs> you know, why would you want to see yourself being abused in such a way? You might as well, like you know, take a pill and. Relax while it's happening. Not me. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I would be like, there's got to be a way out of here. You know, and I will exhaust every single possibility to find that way. But I do know, we all do, 
that most people are not like that. They will take the pill any time of the day, any chance they get. They'll take that pill, you know, and that pill is whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, let's watch Netflix. Oh, let's get drunk. Oh, let's, you know, go watch porn. <laughs> let's just or, say it's not the red pill. It's not the red pill. <laughs> it's not the red pill, yeah. <laughs> Look, everything, that, and to sum it all up, as we conclude this, we should do this another time, because, you know, as you know, it's the... <laughs> The the ideas are endless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything you do on a daily basis that doesn't make you feel inspired and uplifted is negative for you. And by that, I don't mean like, you know, like, for example, <laughs> yeah, if you go work out, you know, I'm not saying if it's challenging. I'm not saying if it's painful. I'm saying at the end of whatever it is that you do, if you don't feel like you have just lifted yourself up a little bit, mm -hmm. then you wasted your time and your energy. Exactly, yeah. Right? So you were about to ask me, so what's my mission uh, at this point in life? <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked. Um, my mission is to use my skills and talents to help people develop a better, more evolved, more magical, more kick-ass self-image. That's what I'm really about. Because I, I, I talk about, you know, like I'm a hypnotherapist and shaman and all this kind of good stuff, but I talk of myself as an artist first because it is the artist that drives the vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, everything the other modalities are just mechanics you know they're just hand they're just hired hands so the the artist is the avatar mm -hmm. and and the other modalities are just helping out you know it's like having a maid or you know having a gardener or having a, a doctor in the house or you know what i mean this sort of yeah. thing that's what all these modalities are as far as I'm concerned, and I channel most of that kind of thing, believe it or not, you know, I, I don't just sit there and think about it. It just comes to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, as far as I'm concerned, you need a central focus in your life. Like who your avatar will be, who is the driver of the bus. Okay. And then that avatar will need help from around and that help can come in the form of extra skills that you develop or in the form of other people that come in to provide the skills that you don't have either way mm -hmm. right but what is the most important part is knowing who your avatar is knowing like who who the heaven you are, <laughs> who you really are, and who you really are is what exact you know because that's another question, of course. Because but who the fuck am I? I don't know. <laughs> uh, which is a good question. <laughs> uh, uh, 
in my view, who you are is what excites the hell out of you. Okay, I want to say yeah. excites. I don't mean arouse. It's mm-hmm. a different kind of ex- excitement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that thing that you dream of being, and every time you be that thing, it's the greatest orgasm of them all. That. And if people don't have that, then they need to search deeper in, inside, or, you know, if they have searched at all, that is. But that's all I have to say about that today. <laughs> Do you have any other comments? I couldn't agree more with, you know, what you just said. And uh, I guess I can add to that that it's... Uh, as I said, it's always um, it's always a choice, and it's always. Uh, but behind that choice, we need that why. The so f- famous. <laughs> stuff, That's right. You know, the why because it's it's really if if you if you don't want it enough. You, if you're not ready to do what you have to do for that that thing, that means maybe, you, as you said, maybe you don't want it that that much or bad mm-hmm. enough or maybe it's not your thing maybe you thought about that's your thing maybe you thought about it in high school or in uh, university or maybe your parents taught you but you at the end of the day you're not that so you can always always choose and and before you choose you need to get rid of the distraction and the things that that steal your mind instead of keeping it instead of you keeping it still so you can actually get to those answers that you're looking for because as we know we all have them in us that's right couldn't have said it better myself good i think with that's a good a good ending of that episode which uh, it was a great great pleasure as always to exchange ideas with you and to hear your your opinion because i if if it wasn't something that i find interesting i wouldn't listen to your podcast i mean we we all know that there's millions of podcasts out there and what you what you choose to listen to i mean let's say it's it it has quite an influence on you so absolutely so i'd like to think so as well and uh uh i guess your website was zeroism art well it's i have a couple different ones the main hub is zeroism.com yeah where people i guess can find most All of, kinds of other, yes. Most of your work, yeah. That's right, and they can get into different stores that I have, and and or converse with me. You know what I mean? Follow follow me on uh, social media, and let's uh, talk. I'm always glad to talk, as you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course, your mind is trying to kill your podcast. To kill which, you, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, uh, which is available. In all, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and in YouTube, with that's right. video version of of the shows for the people who enjoy watching the people talk. It's funny. 
the the YouTube version is actually funny. I, I enjoyed because there's a lot of there's a lot of animation that happens when uh, we talk. Me and Vincent, usually me <laughs> more than Vincent. <laughs> uh, so you know, if you want to catch the expression of something that I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, a, it's it is. It is different, yeah. If when you, I, I enjoy that as well sometimes too. When I have, you know, the time and just to sit and and watch something, I do prefer it because it's, you, it's different. Everybody knows that it's different when you see, the people, their face expressions and all that. And, so yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was very enjoyable, to, to spend that time with you like, talking. And as to everyone, go check that podcast. Your mind is trying to kill your podcast. It's you can, as I said, you can always, always get something out of each ev- episode, and they are keep going strong. I need to catch up with the. I think now with the last few, two or three or so, maybe. Yeah, there's there's always a lot of things being like there's a lot of uh, you know, a plethora of value thrown into. Yeah. A specific topic it's not just about the topic itself because you know we circle around many times uh, concepts that uh, have been revisited and we examine them from different perspectives so yeah thank you thank you brother i appreciate you and uh it's it's been an honor for me as well to be here anytime any, anytime you want to uh, you, you want to do some mental push-ups i'm available <laughs> for sure yeah i mean uh we will definitely do that again so i guess uh, until next time and with the people listening same until next next week with another episode of the podcast and take care think out of the box and enjoy bye bye